1: to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let it
2: ride! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Ah, uh, Monday. Monday people, welcome in another edition. Of Megan Rain here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, Joe and guys, thank you very much for starting your day with us. And uh, I don't know, it was kind of a boring weekend. Not a lot going on. Oh, who are we kidding? Good, good. I got to tell you, man, it was no sleep this weekend. Uh, just all sorts of uh, all sorts of fun here. We'll recap everything from the memorial, which uh, once again we gave you. Uh, we gave you a couple of winners there in the golf tournament. Uh, of course, uh, Golden State last night taking care of business against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the zigzag theory alive and well in the NHL Stanley Cup. Oh my! I think I think they're still scoring goals. As a matter of fact, on okay. the Blues right now, I, I think they went into the stands looking for a goalie at this point because uh, everything they threw on net seemed to go in. Rough night uh, for uh, St. Louis. Good news is though. The uh, the Cardinals ended up sweeping the Cubs this weekend. Yankees uh, took mm-hmm. two out of three. Sure, did. I guess uh, that fourth will be played at some time in August. I think first uh, I mean, weekend in August
3: August second, yeah,
2: right, August second. So we'll I mean, see whether August or not 2nd. they actually win it. Yeah, they win yep. the series. But as far the as I'm concerned, two their out of three foot on
3: the throat of the Rays as well.
2: Yeah, they are. Uh, they are. They are for real, people. Any which way you cut it, the Twins are not going anywhere. And oh yeah, we had uh, actual. Heavyweight boxing uh, going on
3: uh,
2: happened over the weekend. So plenty going on. George Lopez
3: was trending on Twitter, by the way. Yeah,
2: which is never a good thing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Anytime George Lopez is trending, it's usually not (laughs) funny. And uh, it means that uh, Twitter, it's a slow night on Twitter. That is for sure. Uh, But uh, the big question is. Has anybody seen Drake? I, I have not. Mm. I'm waking up here, and I'm I'm looking for him, and, you know, I see this, like, Home Alone, you know, hoodie right. war. <laughs> but really, uh, last night during that, bro, no Drake camera. No, I didn't see any camera angle. No, it wasn't talking smack. I don't, I don't know what happened to him last night. I'm not sure anybody's actually not sure if they found him yet here this morning, but uh, so, it's amazing
3: we wake up so and I no t- Drake talk. Gotcha. Gotcha. Got Here's what I think happened. I think he went to the bathroom during halftime, Joe. Okay. okay. And then, you know, at the beginning of the third quarter, he was like, uh oh, it's not a good time for me to be out there. I oh. can't be on camera right now. So he decided at the beginning of the third quarter, or at least for the first five and a half minutes of the third quarter, he was right. like, uh oh. I can't go out there. So he was like, Let me hide out in here. Let me chill here so that I'm not in the first row. So I don't have the camera on me, you know, so Steve Kerr and Draymond and Clay and Iggy and Steph are not staring me down when my team can't score a goddamn bucket for the first five and a half minutes of the third quarter. You I think know
2: what? what? I'm so glad you brought the... I, I'm glad you... Somebody was... Because I couldn't find him. I'm like, just where just is a, Drake? Where is for, Drake? Hiding the in the bathroom like the little biatch he is, I'm thinking is, uh, is exactly where he belongs from here on out.
3: Put hey, on... you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. What is the over-under of him actually pulling off the wristband and now uh, showcasing uh, his love for the Warriors that he's got inked up on his arm? When does that come out? I'm just curious.
3: That's minus 300 Warriors for the series. Oh! oh. oh never yeah. know. You never yeah. know. Maybe he's
2: going to do a new song, from what I understand. Dre's coming out with a new tune called Front Runner, uh, yeah. which uh, I believe uh, he's gonna he's penning the lyrics to right now. So, yeah. And I believe Steph and uh, Draymond, who, by the way, Uh, This came out over the weekend, too, for all of that, you know, that scuffle talk uh, at at the press conference after game one. Yeah, uh, Draymond and Drake went out to dinner on Friday night. Just so you guys understand, they had dinner together uh, after that game. So anybody who I know we love to try and make, uh, you know, things that are not there appear like, oh, they hate. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's really, guys. They uh, all of these guys are friends. It's a different era in sports, man. I mean, any which way you cut it, uh, there is there's all these fake controversies. It's good for us, I guess. It's good for the fans, but the reality is, don't, yeah, guys. I mean, if you just tuned in on Friday and saw them go at it, and you had no idea, you'd be like, oh my god, they hate each other. Everyone's saying they hate it. Yeah, they don't hate each other, guys. They actually uh, to. A little too much loving for my liking, but, you know, hey, I'm not the one getting ink on my arms dedicated to Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. But, you know, hey, to each their own, I guess.
3: If you zoom out, Joe, they're all part of the same broad fraternity, (laughs) right? You know, like in the public eye, you know, and. It's similar to, like, Joe, you know, like when when rappers have, like, beef with each other. All that is is so that they can both sell more records and sell more T-shirts. Just like, remember, we saw the Bucks owner's daughter with a Pusher T shirt on during the series? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all it is. We're selling jerseys. It's the same reason, Joe, why the Jets came out with new jerseys and their alternate third black one just to sell. More jerseys. That's the same exact thing as what this is. This is all manufactured. Remember, a couple of weeks back, I was talking about how, like, uh oh, ABC and the networks and PR and the buzz and mm. the casual fan doesn't know about Toronto. And you were like, "It's so great that we have Drake here to widen the tent." This is yes. how happens people yep. okay do you think though that they're really what gonna come to blows in the middle of queen street in toronto no it ain't gonna happen people it's not like that it's they all
2: did them. come to blows behind uh at a very private dinner apparently where <laughs> it was just the and two of them <laughs> i uh i guess uh, you know that was uh very uh very behind the scene yeah a little draymond uh little draymond dinner with uh with drake but listen all in all all good fun right it's Hypes oh, it up, it's good, and here's their song, as a matter of fact. This is uh for Draymond and the entire Golden State Warriors team. He'll be there, I'm sure, in Oakland in in an outfit sporting his, his ink. Unbelievable. We'll we'll break down the game coming up here. Happy Monday. Make it rain, fantasy sports radio network. <laughs>
0: youth to 321 321 that's y o u t h to 321 321 put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sportsbook. Go to fanduel.com/grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at fanduel.com/grid. Points spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash crit. Open your new account and claim your free
4: wager of up to $500 today. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say.
2: Wow, going with a little war there, huh? Why can't we be friends? Classic there, 1970. dig digging in the crates this morning, yeah. man. Very good, brother. Very, very nice. The classics. And that is exactly what we got last night. A classic in the NBA Finals, game number two. Classic Golden State Warriors, that is. Good morning. Welcome in another edition here of Make It Rain on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Here is. Very clean-shaven, Dane Martinez, Joe Ranieri here, and uh, guys, thanks again for making us a part of your day. Uh, plenty to get to uh, coming up this hour, including a uh, a rundown of uh, just how awful and how great uh, our plays were from the weekend, and there was plenty of it, including uh, Liverpool tots. The tots Liverpool, versus baby. Liverpool. Woo. Liverpool tots, we got little spurs. Uh, we'll cover that coming up, but really, it's... Uh, It's all about the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. And if those of you that might just be waking up and you didn't have a chance to stay up last night, uh, although it was a little earlier, 8 o'clock tip off as opposed to the 9 o'clock, but uh, this is kind of what you missed here right at the very end. If I can get it to play, it would be absolutely fantastic. And it is... Not playing. Good. Well, let me tell you what happened there. Andre Iguodala basically hits a uh, a dagger three there yeah. with about three seconds left in the game uh, to seal it for the Golden State Warriors. But, you know, we said on Friday, Dane, with this series, and I had cautioned even the most diehard of Toronto Raptor fans, mm-hmm. including a uh, gentleman on this network who, uh, who comes uh, yes. on uh, with me after, after the day. show. Yes. Uh, you know, somebody that you had even asked and said, right, because I had the unmitigated gall on Friday to go, listen, right. guys, let's let's slow your roll here. They're, yeah, they're we were still on the looking, skies
3: guys falling. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The sky and falling for them. I mean, it's a nice win, but uh, let's slow the roll here. And you said, you know, is uh, is Gabe going to be all right with that? Uh, you know, that attitude and that uh, that point of view. And I'm like, oh, he's. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's listen. He's a diehard, but he's very. Yeah, I couldn't have been further from the truth there. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. uh, You know what I mean? To me.
3: Well, that goes out
2: the window. Now you put me in your category. I'm a Toronto hater. Oh, man. It was a rough day on Friday. And my mere point was that, listen. Before you guys get all caught up and start doubling down and now Toronto in five and let's uh, let's just all slow down a little bit, last night to me was going to be a much better indicator of what this series was going to be like because you got you had so many things going on with Golden State. Coming off a 10-day rest, they were going to be rusty. They have never really seen this team. It's kind of a feeling out period and let us not forget Toronto is home. They had the energy of the building. So it was a nice win. But let's see what adjustments. One of the best coaches in the NBA, uh, you know, a Popovich disciple here, guys. Let's see what adjustments he made. And I think we heard it, too, on Friday, Dane, all across social media on this network. Oh, Boogie Cousins is back. Oh, great. How'd that work out for you? Oh, great. Play more Boogie Cousins. Um. Okay. Uh, he heard you. Yeah, he, he definitely played more, and uh, he's also the reason why you are heading to Oakland with the series tied 1-1 as opposed to actually being up two games to none. If I, if I hear this one more time, Dan, I'm going to throw off. A series doesn't start until yep. you lose a home game. Well, I, I, I guess the series has started because Toronto, I don't know how else to say it, probably one of the biggest choke jobs I have seen in a very, very long time. There is no way. I mean, that is a mash unit you are looking at there on the Golden State Warriors, guys. There is uh, maybe game ball to the, uh, to the training staff, the doctors yeah. there for the Golden State Warriors, how they managed to duct tape and crazy glue that right. team together and hold it together last night uh, is beyond me. You had Steph Curry. Looking like he was going to throw up any minute uh, there for a big portion of the uh, of the first half of that game. Right, you you lose Clay Thompson, right? You lose Clay Thompson with with hamstring tightness for most of the second half. Uh, Andre Iguodala, look, he got he ran into a scream of Gasol. It was like a Mack right. truck hit him. I didn't think he was getting up. Uh, coupled with the fact that he's already got an Achilles, uh, you know, strain. So now you're getting guys off the bench. I mean, hell. You got Looney gets knocked out. He's got some sort of chest contusion. I mean, the list goes on of everything that went wrong for the Golden State Warriors. And yet, guys off the bench, uh, guys like Steph Curry, guys like, oh, I don't know, DeMarcus Cousins, who played 28 damn minutes, was four assists away from a triple-double, Dane. Draymond Green, uh, I think, was one assist away from another triple-double. Everything we expected to be better from Golden State, we got We got Draymond. We got a better version of Draymond. We got Pascal Siakam to come back to reality a little bit. What we didn't expect is you lost Klay Thompson, Steph Curry to be sick. We didn't expect 28 uh, really productive minutes from Boogie Damn Cousins, but what we ended up getting was a champion. We got the Golden State Warriors showing you why they are going for number three, right? They've been there the last five years, guys. You, you're a champion until somebody beats you. But the golden opportunity slipped through Toronto's fingertips last night. I don't know that enough can be said on how big a missed-blown opportunity that was to go to Oakland up 2 nothing. They should That game should not have been anywhere remotely close to what it was. Toronto let that one get away from them.
3: Yeah. To your point, Joe, I mean, Quinn Cook had a stretch uh, in the third quarter where he was hitting threes like crazy. Quinn Cook. Joe, <laughs> he was he was drilling like back to back threes at one point. Andrew Bogut had like three alley oops in the second half. You know he's like their third center, a number one, a former number one overall pick, mind you. But here's the thing for me, Joe, and and Paul Pierce said this a little bit afterwards. Although you know I'm not trusting any of Paul Pierce's analysis necessarily these days. You know with about like three minutes left in the second quarter, the Raptors were up like eight, eight nine, ten points. They made a little mini run. Curry got hot towards the end of the second period to make the second quarter to make it like five at halftime. And then this third quarter, Joe, like, can you explain to me, because this has now been a few years where the Warriors are expected to and then do, in fact, come out in the third quarter and go on these runs and deliver these knockout punches, you know, so. A, how is this actually a thing? You know what I mean? How is this a real thing that a team just comes out in the third quarter so much better? Is it the adjustments that you're speaking of? Do they just, is it the battle testness and experience, Joe? And they just know like now is their time and they just can take it to another gear that other teams don't have? Or is it on the flip side, like Paul Pierce said, that Toronto, like, quote-unquote, didn't want it enough, like they weren't trying hard enough? Joe, I really don't understand what it was, but literally, for the first half of the third quarter, uh, the Warriors went on an 18 to nothing run. And it went from being, like, down 6 to up 13 in the blink of an eye. And it didn't even look like it was that much. It was just good defense, pushing the pace, all the things we say should normally happen. My question, honestly, though, is... What is it within the Warriors or in their coaching or within their opponents where this happens? Because it's now, Joe, and we were talking about it last week, ironically, like when the second half spreads come out. This is something sports betters actually have to bake into their analysis, you know, and their trends and their angles. What is it, Joe, about this third quarter that allows them to go on an 18 nothing run no matter the circumstances, home or away, with potentially, like you mentioned, if they go up, if Toronto goes up 2 nothing. And does hold court on, you know, hold serve on home court. Then we got a series, right? Then we got people, especially if Clay gets banged up, then we got people talking about, uh-oh, where's Kevin Durant coming back to save him, stuff like that. But out of nowhere, the, the haymaker was thrown, and I don't know if that's the heart of the champion you speak of, Joe, but I really want to understand from a an X's and O's or strategy or a real indicator standpoint, how does this happen every single time with the Golden State Warriors, Joe?
2: To be fair, um, Steph Curry scored the last two points of the second quarter, too. So it was actually a 20 to nothing yeah. run that they went on going right, in through like the eight, third. Going into up- yeah, that's that's 20-nothing, guys. 20-nothing. All right. That in about happen. 10 minutes. We'll, we'll, we'll bust into Conference it.
1: Champions.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's something that's going to happen again. We'll tell you why next.
0: fantasy.
4: What's up? Closer. My God. What's going on? I'm sorry, I had you sitting
0: out there in the dark for so long. Well,
3: no, What's going right. on, man? How's Ziegler? It? You know, the real closer. A true closer. You know, you were the junior varsity closer. I was a JV closer. He was a real closer. So uh, we had to pick his brain a little bit. Although I was Got a really relieved in, in varsity. Too. I just
4: looked at uh, some rankings because I haven't looked. I'm a little excited. I don't know about the Joe Mixon thing. I'm more on Fournette as a bus. He's 13th ranked right now in oh. fantasy pros. Yeah, I don't man, like Fournette. that.
0: Weekdays, noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
2: Yeah, that's right. Golden State, baby. It is a mash unit. That is what you've got going on there right now. Doesn't make a damn bit of difference. They have now wrestled momentum, have taken control of the NBA finals now home court advantage is all theirs as they take down the Toronto Raptors uh, last night game two in the NBA finals welcome in happy Monday to those of you lunatics uh, joining us and up this early in the chat room or streaming us across any one of the many number of platforms here from around the country thank you very much he is Dane Martinez I am Joe Ranieri We'll get to uh, where we were absolutely spot on making it rain for you this weekend. And, of course, where we might have cost you a few bucks. There's uh, there's always good. There's always bad. There's always some ugly. Uh, but ultimately, we just want to have a little plus next to our name there when it's all said and done. When we add it all up at the end of the weekend. And I think right. we did a pretty good job of that. But Warriors, second half last night, beat Raptors 109-104. Uh, they were a two-point road underdog on a closing line last night, plus 110 on the money line. And the, for the most part, if you got in early enough, the total was 215.5 is what it opened up at. Uh, it closed at around, depending on where you are. Some books had it at 213.5. Some had it at 213, which is going to bum a bunch of you out. But a push is a push. Uh, But those of you that had anything uh, over 213 and a half, you guys guys cashed that total ticket there. So congratulations. Already, I will tell you this, Raptors, uh, the Raptors Wednesday night on the road, Vegas. Pretty much every book I am seeing, um, except Caesars right now, is Warriors. It opened up Warriors minus six, the over under was uh, 213 right now. Uh, And that number's actually been bet up, I believe, uh, a little bit Uh, right now. We're looking at 214 uh, is where it's going. However, the the minus six has been bet down to about minus five and a half right now. So you can see where Vegas thinks this is going as well as uh, some of the early money Uh, that's coming in on this game. It's going to be a lot of fun. We don't know what's going to happen. If you're just joining us last night, uh, when we say mass unit guys, we are talking nine one one here. People clay Thompson uh, goes out. uh, What about six minutes into the third hamstring pull tightness, call it whatever you want. MRI scheduled for today status still up in the air, although he's telling everyone he will not miss. He has, has not missed by the way, a playoff game in his entire career. So he feels confident he'll be there. The MRI will say otherwise. Looney goes out there. He's got some sort of chest contusion. They lost a big man. Uh, but what a comfort to be able to have Boogie Cousins and, oh, yeah, Andrew Bogut, Bogut. just to have a yeah. roster of large men on that, uh, <laughs> on that bench there to be able to bring in who played big minutes and got uh, big baskets, played a big role in what Golden State was able to do last night. And you had mentioned it. You know, they do this time and time again. This third quarter that just demoralizes and takes teams by surprise. And I will say this. I mean, anybody who is going to sit there, and I know Toronto Raptor fans are going to try to shrug this off like it's, ah, you know, like this is, uh, nope, that's, you know, they just got lucky. Guys, they do this all the damn time. They've done it over the last five years where – you get teams, right? Teams and their fan bases after games go, you know, we had them right where we wanted them mm-hmm. until until the third quarter. And then what happens? Uh, the last two points of the second, the first 18 points of the third, 20-0 run. And it's very, very hard, especially in the finals, guys. Play- you. It's so hard to be able to come back from that they had no answer they missed uh they couldn't just hit water if they fell out of a boat guys they were cranking up the defense they couldn't adjust they missed a bunch of open shots and in turn golden state didn't miss and they are notorious for this the adjustments that they make at halftime they come out of that locker room with their hair on fire and it's not just a one off here guys this isn't siakam scoring 34 points guys okay right. this is this is the Golden State Warriors do this on a consistent basis. Now, they didn't do a game one, right? Uh, everyone was betting them to make that second half run, and it would have burned you a little bit as Toronto ended up holding on uh, in the second half in game one. But in game two, listen, Toronto won every other quarter except the third quarter. Right. But that was the quarter that always Close is the pick, undoing yeah. of teams because you can't go, you, you can't play an entire quarter Started off 18-0, and then before you know it, it it's 24-8 to, to eight in the third. You're not going to recover from games like that. But, I mean, guys, you went from, Toronto fans, went from celebrating the biggest night in franchise history, right? A few nights ago, right. Thursday night, they're celebrating in the streets. It's over. It's, let's give me the series in five. This is, <laughs> we're going to hold court, and then we're going to go to, uh, Okay. And then last night, you suffered what had to be one of the most disappointing losses in franchise history. To have that Golden State team in the condition they're in, to have other two guys, two 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 starters go down, to have a dude play 28 minutes who hasn't played in two months, sucking wind, seven-footer, 300-pound guy sucking wind on the court, uh, but almost hitting a triple duck. It's just, you know, Quinn Cook, who? win cook guys i mean it's just it's just unbelievable but it's what's to be expected and i think and and correct me if i'm wrong here dane i think what happened to toronto is what happens to a lot of teams coming off a straight up win against golden state we've seen this time and time as well they chest out well you know you're, you're five and all right you've won your last five games you're at home. You kind of think you're in, invent- you kind of just think it's going to happen. And for the most part, listen, they had their way. Golden State was once again lucky to be down just five at half. If it wasn't for Steph Curry scoring the last seven points of the first right. uh, the first half there and Toronto kind of being a little uh they're probably double digits again. So that was error number one on Toronto. But they came out, and, and I think what Paul Pierce was talking about on the broadcast was they kind of had this this look in their eye and their approach in that second half where I don't want to say they thought it, it was just going to happen for them, but they kind of approached as There was no sense of urgency. They kind of were like just waiting for Golden State to mess up like they had done in game one. You know, there was like this yeah. – when they got punched back in the mouth, they didn't have an answer. And then all of a sudden when the Siakam's of the world – aren't draining everything they throw up. Van Fleet's not hitting every three he throws up. All of a sudden they just there was a little bit of panic I saw in Toronto and to their credit, they righted the ship, but you you righted the ship too late in the third. By the time it got to the fourth, it didn't make a difference at that point, you weren't coming back from that because you also weren't going to shoot over fifty percent. Like you did in Game One, and I think that's a dose of reality now for not only the Toronto Raptors team but the fan base. Is that uh, you guys got to go to the Oracle now? And I don't know what's going to happen with Clay Thompson, but at this point, are you going to are you going to fade Golden State while the Thompson plays or or doesn't? Not me. I, you know what I mean. I'm not going to ever. I'm never going to look at this team and go, wow, they don't have this. They don't. We've been saying that for how long now, that they don't have Cousins, they don't have Durant. They don't, Just add it to the list. Durant, by the way, looks like he's going to be back either game three or game four. So it's amazing to me what Golden State has been able to do, how they've been able to do it this year with adversity facing them pretty much every time they've turned around. It really is amazing, a true champion, Dane.
3: Yep, you talked about it also, like they went uh, 37% from the floor uh, in yeah. game two, okay? And Toronto, here's the thing, Toronto is prone to this, okay? They do have stretches where they do not hit shots, okay? Mm. And that's a bad recipe with this Golden State Warrior team on the other side. Because then in the blink of an eye, like what happened, you could see an 18 nothing run. But like it was also just some of the things that were... The Picassos that you mentioned last uh, in game one, Joe. I mean, Siakam, you know, has 20 fewer points than in game one. He's shooting five of 18. That's a little bit different than, like, the record performance he put up in game one. You know, that sort of thing. When you have guys like Quinn Cook and Andrew Bogut and Livingston on the second unit – that can you know i guess be as prolific scoring wise but i but but the indictment that you me paul pierce is saying i think is really the issue here joe you know when you know you had a chance if you kept the urgency up the pressure up the foot on the throat whatever you want to call it Don't have complacency with it, you know, have to stay focused for the full 48 minutes. Whatever coach's axiom you want to put on it, it's really irrelevant. And I think that's where we talk about, Joe, like there's levels to this and there's experience with it. You would think um, that Toronto team that have players with experience against these Golden State Warriors, see Kawhi Leonard, see Serge Ibaka, you know, would know that they can't like – take anything off. That's why I don't necessarily know, Joe, if it's a team like Toronto or all these opponents taking their foot off the gas. And I don't think it's that because the Warriors do this against everybody. So I really wonder, what is it? Like, you know, is maybe Steve Kerr just like the best coach of all time in terms of making halftime. Like we give Bill Belichick praise all the time for seeing what's happening and making second half adjustments. We talk about Brad Stevens out of a timeout. We talk about Andy Reid after a bye. Like, is it just like a talent thing, Joe? Or is it an X's and O's kind of thing where Steve Kerr in the the halftime huddle is actually either inspiring this team with the win one for the Gipper speech, or is he drawing up stuff – identifying adjustments to make because honestly, Joe, the variable is not the team on the other side. I don't know that it's much that Toronto is doing because Golden State does this against everybody for the full entirety of this run over the last five years. So like with different players, you know, so I don't know if it's an emotion thing or like what is Steve Carr doing at halftime really? Or is he just I, you like, know, I think you know, it is giving them all I think cocaine? it's
2: above the shoulders, brother, you know what I mean? You gotta have those kinds of players who above the shoulders are smarter than what other teams are they they adjust themselves they do what is needed to do sometimes they don't even need to be told they just now having played a team for the first half you see what they do mentally and how they get into them no other team is capable of this yeah well not as it's not easy we'll let you hear from Steve Kerr next So if you are serious about fantasy football, you guys know it is never too early to start prepping for the 2019 season. Good news, Roto Experts. They've got you covered. Their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the net. you got Davis Matic and the Roto Experts that are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year, so you have an edge regardless of the type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% now. RotoExperts.com. Use the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off. Promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at RotoExperts.com. Uh, you
3: got to trap him to get it out of his hands so you can foul somebody else.
0: Livingston has it. There's about a three second difference. Nick Bear's saying to get up on him. They try and knock it away from Curry. Curry throws it. Livingston has it. Back to Igadala. Igadala puts it up. It's gone. Andre Igadala
4: drills it with 5.9 remaining. What a clutch shot from the veteran.
2: Yeah, that was pretty much the dagger. Step down the stretch, they made a big run and late. Andre Iguodala, with several seconds remaining, takes that shot. Describe the confidence you had or what you thought when he released it.
1: The whole fourth quarter, they're playing
3: some janky defense, just trying to send bodies to me everywhere. And
1: our whole roster just took advantage of it. Like, over the course of the game, that's kind of disrespectful to leave Andre Iguodala open like that. You know, with the game on the line, he's made
3: big shots like that before. And, uh, he got it done
2: tonight. Yeah, and that uh, he got it done, but uh, who didn't get it done, of course, were the Toronto Raptors, who really have nobody to blame but for themselves there. Leonard, huge, obviously, rebounded, and we all knew that was coming. A big rebound game for him. But Pascal Siakam, 12 points, uh, comes crashing back down to earth after a 32-point performance in game one. Van Fleet, who just, you know... Maybe, uh, maybe it's time to start having another kid. Two of eight on three-pointers there. Not good. But more importantly, I mean, the Raptors, with this great defense that we kept hearing about, right? And they are, believe me, they are good. Yeah. But you can't get guys like Andrew Bogut, DeMarkin and Cousins, Twin Cook. You can't allow guys like that, a hobbled Andre Iguodala, to beat you for an entire game like they did. And, unfortunately, when those shots aren't dropping for Toronto, um, that's kind of what you've got. This team, the Golden State Warriors, they're here. This is their fifth time, guys, going for an unprecedented now, what, three in a row? We haven't had that in a long, long time in the association. And there's a reason for it, guys. It is not easy to do. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this is probably – for all of the accolades and for all of the givens that we have been talking about with Golden State from the beginning of the year, give them the trophy, hand them the trophy. Right. The last six weeks here, starting with Boogie Cousins in the opening round with uh, the Clippers, right? From that Clippers seed, this has got to be the most, I, I, you know, when you keep throwing things at this team, guys going down, you lose Durant, yeah. you lose Cousins, you... You know, every chance for them. right? Every chance we had, we have basically stuck a fork in Golden State, right? Every time we've had, it's either been Portland's, you know, Portland's no good. Portland's, you know, come on. Of course they were going to be Portland. And then game one comes and we're like, uh oh, Kevin Durant, we need Ke- they, They ain't going to beat us without Kevin Durant. Well, uh, you know, again. They are champions for a reason, and anybody who thought they were just going to lay down. And uh, we talk about experience, right, Dane? Yep. Pretty. The experience said that those last six points, seven points that Steph Curry scored in the final 60 seconds of the first half gave them hope. And Toronto, up double digits there, with about a minute 20 left to go, plays sloppy, allows them to get the baskets, easy baskets. Steph Curry gets the last two points, and then they come into the third. And I think this was a big smack in the face of the Toronto Raptors going, guys, I know you've won five in a row, and, yeah, this is still, even without Klay Thompson on the on the, on the court, guys stepping up for him. We always said they don't have any depth. Well, they had enough depth to be able to get it done last night, didn't they? I mean, they're pulling off Bogut. They're dusting him off. They— they lose Looney. We, let us not forget, they lost another other big man there. Uh, I think we've got to stop sticking a fork in this team and going, it can't be done, and and think somehow that a team like the Raptors with one superstar is going to take these guys down by himself because that's what you had last night. It was, it was Kawhi versus the Golden State Warriors, and I think we've seen even a MASH unit hobbled 911 unit like the Golden State Warriors last night, it's still not enough just to have Kawhi try and beat them. It's it's never going to be enough because even the role players understand the moment. And it kind of trickles down, doesn't it, man? Doesn't that whole that Absolutely. belief, that confidence kind of trickle down with the leadership that's going on on that team? You want to know why it is they always seem to come out in the third? Is because they are committed and truly believe. This is our quarter. We're going to come out, and teams are not going to be able to handle what we bring to them. They make the adjustments. They're smart. Um, And a lot of times, listen, experience to me is what it is all about. Yes, Kawhi's got it. But outside of Danny, who else? Nobody else has been there or done this before for Toronto. So not over yet. But what Toronto does Wednesday to me, Dane, I can't wait to see how they react after letting this one slip away.
3: Yeah, I think that's a fair point, Joe. You know, we talk about this um, in terms of now they can be depended on to do this in the third quarter because they do have that kind of experience. They do have that comfort level with the big stage. And we talked about it a little bit last week, uh, Joe, leading up to the beginning of this finals. I was saying, like... It seems like too many people are looking for reasons, looking for narratives to try to say, like, Toronto's gonna hang in this. And I was saying, no, 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 let's step back and realize the greatness that we are watching. Realize that we're seeing one of the best teams of all time. Realize that this is a dynasty. And I I literally remember, Joe, being like, hey, if bullet number one for you uh, about the Raptors is anything can happen, Steph might roll an ankle, that sort of stuff. That was what we were trying to come up with to say why Toronto could win this series. And I was saying, if that was the narrative, let's just remember, let's step back and appreciate – The goodness that we are seeing, the fact that we may be seeing one of the best dynasties or best runs of all time in the NBA. Let's not get it twisted. Remember, that first time of these five years when they played LeBron, when LeBron didn't have Kyrie Irving and didn't have Kevin Love, LeBron by himself – Could not take out this Warriors team. And to be quite honest, that's sort of what Kawhi Leonard is right now as this one man band in game one. When Pascal Siakam put up 30 plus, we were like, well, if Siakam has morphed into a true consistent all star, then maybe we have a maybe we have a matchup. But that's not what happens. OK, he's a role player at his core. He's a most improved player in the NBA candidate, but a role player. Nonetheless, there is not that true Robin to go along with this guy. So when you say Fred Van Fleet, you know, as another kid, he scored 17. Joe, that was second highest on the team. You know what I mean? And who is that consistent guy? Is it going to be Siakam? Is it going to be? Um, oh, I don't know. Kyle Lowry. Who is it that can be counted on? When Pascal Siakam pops his head up and has a career Picasso effort to get 30-some-odd points, then they can hang. But when it is Kawhi and Kawhi only as this one-man show, it's going to be very hard, and it's going to be very hard when you shoot 37% from the floor. That's the thing. When they're in a stretch, when they're going five, six minutes without scoring, they can count on Kawhi. Who else can they count on? If there is no answer to that, they will not win this series because to our other point on Golden State, there's someone else to count on. If it ain't Steph, it's clay. If it ain't them, you can count on Dollar to make a big shot. If it ain't them, oh, what do you know? Boogie Cousins is in the post. And if it ain't then, it's okay because then out of nowhere, you get guys like Jerebko or Cook who morph into quality clutch players. And that is the difference. Toronto just doesn't at this point have enough consistent bullets in the chamber to be in this gunfight. You know, tonight he was huge for us. You know, putting him in a star lineup, I think, was big. Uh, You know, obviously they want to attack him on the defensive end, but you watch the film. He didn't give up much on the defensive end in game one. And similar to tonight, he was great on both ends as well.
2: Yep, that would be Draymond talking about Boogie Cousins, who every Raptor fan I talked to and read about couldn't wait for Boogie to be. Start him. Go ahead, put him in the lineup. Go ahead. Yeah, That uh advantage to uh, Toronto yeah, yeah, no, no. The man played 28 damn minutes last night, was simply four assists away from a triple-double, and without Boogie Cousins playing those 28 minutes the way he did, I think, uh, well, they don't win, number one, but number two, He's draining a 3, right, from the top of the key. We forgot that about Boogie. I think a lot of us forgot right. just how dominant a player this yeah. guy is. And oh by the way, this isn't a, you know, this isn't a slog where you just, oh, he throws it. Oh. This guy is as good a big man passer as we have ever seen. He has acclimated himself into this team, guys. Everyone kept telling me what a uh, what a head headcase uh, he was, and how! Right. Oh no, it's his way or the highway. Well, this is what he had to say. And he matures
1: just like
3: Draymond yeah. matures. Exactly.
1: I mean, I, I told Steve coming into this. I mean, whatever he needed from me, I was I was okay with it. If it's coming off the bench, if it's starting, if it's playing, you know, eight minutes or, or forty, I'm I'm cool with it, whatever.
2: That that guy's believe yeah. it or not was Demarcus Cousins, and that is why. And I think Dane put this on the uh, on on the chalkboard too as well. Why does Golden State, for five years, continually come out in the third quarter and demoralize teams? Um, because they are the epitome of what a team is. Yeah. When you have guys like DeMarcus Cousins who have played their entire career, you know, with the me me me, I I I kind of attitude, there's a reason why James Harden and the Houston Rockets are imploding. Why Russell Wilson. Is no uh Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook. Uh, Westbrook is nowhere to be found in uh in championship sure. moments, guys. This is the epitome right there. DeMarcus telling you, I'm here to, to help in any way I can, yeah. not feeling sorry for himself, wants appreciates the moment, wants to be a part of it. Uh this is one of uh, and you mentioned uh Belichick and Brady and those guys. What makes them so great is that they everybody understands their role. And they have amazing leadership, and it just it starts from the top, man, and works its way down, even to guys like Demarcus Cousins, who for years uh, have been considered cancers in locker rooms. And much like Jordan and the Bulls were able to do it with, you know, guys that were hard to get along with, yeah, yeah. Horace Grant. All right, these guys were not exactly. And the culture, man, that's a winning culture. In Oakland right now.
3: I will say this though, Joe, you know, specifically as it relates to Boogie Cousins, okay? When he signed with Golden State, he signed that one year deal, right? Mm -hmm. And that one year deal, remember how they people call it like that prove it, that show me one year deal. And a lot of for a lot of it, Boogie Cousins, what he had to prove was that he was healthy off of his injury, right? Right. The Achilles that he was coming back with. But for a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, another thing for him to prove was that he could also be exactly what we're saying right now, a teammate, a professional, not the narrative of what he was, like this outspoken me, me, me or the locker room cancer kind of guy. Because don't forget, Boogie Cousins is also a free agent in about a month, Joe. You know, mm-hmm. And so he's also not only showing the other teams in the association that, he can, that he's 100%, that he can play, that he's healthy. But that yep. he can be a mature asset to a team as yep. well. And I think Boogie Cousins is making money every single game because if you beat a big man, Boogie Cousins could deserve a max contract.
2: Yeah, and don't be surprised that Boogie Cousins is wearing that same uniform again next year. What does it all mean moving forward? We'll dive into some of the numbers. We'll give you the latest from a Vegas perspective. We'll do that coming up as we make it rain. Full-time
3: fantasy.
0: I love the high-stakes leagues. I'll tell you two things I don't like about them. Firstly, fab. I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how Lourdes Gurriel goes for a buck in one league and 262 in another. Secondly, in in football, I was, what, the number one team going into the playoffs last year by, like, 150 points. Then all of a sudden you do the aggregate one week. All of a sudden everybody caught up to me. There has to be a way that my 13 weeks is worth more than somebody's week 14. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers
4: Go to GameFaceGrooming.com
0: for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
1: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at weathertech.com or call one 800 carmats weathertech.com, proudly made in America.
2: All right, guys, Monday, making it rain here. Hour number one coming to a close. Hour number two straight ahead as we uh, dive into the rest of what happened uh, over the weekend. Big weekend uh, in sports, uh, of course. We had some uh, Champions League drama there. We had some Major League Baseball. Uh, we had some boxing. We had some UFC. Uh, and, of course, we did have, there was a hockey game played, although it looked like only one team played. Uh, but there was some hockey played, and we're going to have some more hockey played, I believe, uh, here tonight. Game four of the NHL Stanley Cup, eight o'clock, as the Bruins and the uh, uh, and the St. Louis Blues, uh, St. Louis, trying to wash uh, uh, wash the stink out of uh, of that seven to two performance there, which was just ridiculous. Watching that was uh, was kind of embarrassing, so yeah. we'll get into that, but we do know that Vegas has already sent out a couple of lines here early on and it looks well, it looks like they think. Golden State opened up at minus six here in and in a whole lot of books there across minus six over under 213.5 uh, actually 214 now in a lot of places. Yeah. It does look like it's been bet Not down fair. to five and a half as well. Yeah. But a whole lot. Here comes that Warrior money, right? Here's what we've known. Now, what is the series price, Dan? What are you looking at right there now?
3: Yeah, series price back to Warriors minus 300, pretty much right back to where it was before it started. I think it got down as low as minus 140, Or minus 160 at some point after their game one loss. And remember, we said this going into the finals. If you want shares of Golden State Series prices, that one way to do it would be to wait until they potentially lose game one and then get the value. If you did that, you're holding a minus, say, 150 ticket instead of a minus 290 ticket. We also told you a way to do that was potentially, remember, to win that Raptors win Game One and Warriors win the series, I think, was actually at plus money. And at this yes. point, you would, you could be holding Warriors to win the series at plus money. But let me tell you something: if you want the Warriors, get it now because it's only going to get bigger from here.
2: Yeah, no, it it certainly uh, it certainly is. It's not going to get better, but it's not. So, Mitch. <laughs> Yeah, listen, the storylines here in the NBA, not disappointing. What was supposed to be such a just hand them the trophy, Golden State, we're probably still going to hand them the trophy, but I don't think anybody expected the kind of drama uh, and kind of roadblocks that we're seeing for this team right now. So we'll talk about that more coming up here in hour number two, plus take a look ahead for the rest of the week here in the world of sports. Helping you make it rain on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.